The Green Mile is a 1999 American fantasy drama written and directed by Frank Darabont and based upon Stephen Stephen King's 1996 novella. It stars Woody the Cowboy and Michael Can't Make Fun of Dead Black People, Clark Duncan, and a bunch of others you'll recognise, but you're going to have no idea what their names are. Uh, Woody the Cowboy is a death row prison guard who witnesses supernatural events surrounding an inmate sentenced to death for murdering two little girls. Green Mile premiered on December 10th to positive reviews. It was praised for its visual style and performances. Its length, however, received criticism. It was a commercial success, grossing $286 million from a $60 million budget, and it was nominated for four Academy Awards. Ah, Brad. Mm. You watch the movie. How magnificent is Tom Hanks? Don't you just want to lick him? Tom Hanks is the... Uh... Is, is one of the greatest actors of, of of our generation or any generation. He's certainly he's, been in enough bangers, hasn't he? Isn't it, everything he's in? Give me a bad Tom Hanks movie. Uh, Turner and Hooch. No. Is that genius. a bad one? Man with a slobbery dog. A plus. Uh, he was in a lot of crap before he got going, though. Uh, no. Joe and the Volcano. David- Genius. You can't knock Joe and the Volcano. Classic. Yeah, that was Everything a huge is bomb. In. Tom's in it. It's gold. Even his debut film was something about um, like a TV movie about Dungeons and Dragons. It's genius. I remember hearing about this Joe and the Volcano that it was a huge bomb and then it came on TV and I thought, oh, it's going to be bad. Everyone was saying it was terrible and I remember enjoying it quite thoroughly. I think, oh, it's quite a good film. That's right. And a large part of your enjoyment would have hailed from the fact that Mr. T. Hanks is in there. Do you know what T. Hanks it's... spells? It spells thanks, Dan. It certainly does. Yeah, he's got a good nose for picking the movie, doesn't he? Like, he's always in something great. Um... Oh, Band of Brothers? He, mm. he produced that one, didn't he? So good. Fantastic Directed story. a few episodes. Mm. Hard to beat. Yeah. Um, T. Hanks. He did that movie on Apple TV about the U-boat. That was kind of average, but it was still a good film. Yeah. Uh, Try to remember what it yeah. was. Uh, he did that. Even the... Was it Cloud Atlas or something? That was quite bad. Oh, I never saw it. Never saw it. That could be the one. That could be the one where Tom Hanks goes off the rails. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But uh, I thought that the terminal. You remember the terminal? Isn't the he played the um, foreign guy stuck at the airport? Spielberg directed it, and I thought this is going to suck. Again, just won me over. Tom Hanks. Anything he's in, I'm looking forward to it. This one I was looking forward to it because it was. Uh, the director's first film after Shawshank, and I freaking love Shawshank Redemption. So the Green Mile, I was like, they've got Shawshank director, and they've mashed him together with Tom Hanks. I'm into apparently, it. Apparently, apparently Tom Hanks 
was originally going to play Andy Dufresne, the role made famous by Tim Robbins. He was going to be the leading man of mm. Shawshank Redemption, but he could not do it for some unknown reason. And apparently he agreed to do this film as a kind of a makeup to Frank Darabont. Yeah, right. Oh, I hadn't wow. heard that. I think he's, I think he's too pure to play Andy Dufresne. Like Andy's got, you know, the whole way through the film, you're kind of thinking, oh, fucking actually maybe he did, spoiler alert, do it. You know, like he's got, he's got that coolness about him, you know, that maybe he could have been a criminal. But Tom Hanks, you're like, fucking Tom ain't breaking, breaking no laws, mate. Tom's like, if you put, if you, even if you took a mugshot of Tom Hanks, you know, like a black and white mugshot and showed it to people that had never heard of Tom Hanks and said, do you think this guy's a criminal? They go, mm, no. You know, when you see those pictures of ah, some guy, some serial killer has been caught or some, you know, some kitty fiddler or some shit and they show their face on the news, you're like, ah, oh, the fuck, they should have seen that guy. <laughs> you know? Look yeah. at that guy. It's written well, all over t- him. Ted Bundy, though, he was a handsome man. The ladies oh. loved him. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't even tell you what Ted Bundy looks like. Is he a looker, is he? He was, he was, he was a handsome, charming You're man. You're fucking R2's in your house. Was quite, Jesus. Quite, Quick. The ladies the found him star. quite pleasing. Yeah. Ted Bundy. The ladies found him quite pleasing. Uh, you know, you can tie me to a bed and chop my head off. Ooh. Is that what he uh, did? I don't know. Oh, he did worse than that. God. Okay. <laughs> he kept heads was in he fridges. The, yeah. He the guy that was like putting people in uh, in oil barrels and mounting them down and shit. Uh, he was inserting bedposts in places that shouldn't have been inserted. Like the bum. Oh, more than the bum. No, it was, all, it was all boys. Wasn't Ted Bundy into boys? No, no, he, he was. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Uh, did he I do think both? He's the boys. I don't know. No. Yeah, look, people, don't go away and do your own research. Ted Bundy, you can just let that shit fucking fade away. It's like they keep Boy. bringing up. Um, it's interesting. Is it though? I mean, you learned Didn't from we the did- past, but we don't need to go into all the details about where he shoved bedposts, right? You just need to know okay, this guy killed lots of people. He's bad. Let's put him on the guillotine. Or leave him alive for, uh, you know, the rest of his life and feed him and give him a comfy bed in the internet. I don't know what happened to Ted Bundy. He probably got the juice, right? I don't think he's around anymore. But we spent three hours watching this thing to try and find out who killed the two little girls and see their comeuppance. That's what we like in it, see their comeuppance. That wild bill. That's true. You want the killer to get caught, right? I have to say, I have to say, Sam Rockwell steals this movie for me. He was incredible. He really does. Um, but he's good in everything he's in, right? Superb actor. And he's, he's you'd think he'd be having a lot of fun in that role. Yeah. Apparently he felt very bad because he said the little girls liked him and he, and he, he said he didn't like saying those things he said to the little girls in the movie. And he was saying, yeah, I don't. You 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 t- you scream! Yeah. <laughs> I'll kill your sister! I'll yeah. kill your sister! He said he hated doing that. Yeah, but all the other stuff—so gonna... fun. Yeah, 
Yeah. And very satisfying when he got his come up, come up, come up at the end. It was very clever. It all tied up at the end. Yeah. I think, look, it's a very well-made film. It looks grand. It's, I don't think there's a bad, I don't think there's any bad acting in it. I think they're all pretty on point. You know, the casting's good. Acting's bang on. It's a, I guess it is a little long, you know, like, no, I take that back. Yeah, the old people section, those feel, those don't feel as good, you know, the old guy actor, but he's old. Give him a break. Yeah, they originally tried uh, Tom Hanks out in old people makeup, but it didn't look very good. So they decided to cast a different actor who was mm. actually old. Uh, that old people Probably stuff, it's only, it's only a couple of minutes at the beginning. It's only uh, it's a few minutes at the end. But then it's tying up the mm. thematical the whole story. Parts Do you think it would story? have been better if they'd gone the Jada Pinkett route and um, <laughs> and aged Tom Hanks? Uh, I really say it didn't bother me, so I think they made the right choice. If it was bad makeup and it was distracting, mm. like I say, I'm not a, I'm really not a fan of old people makeup. Mm. Oh, look, case in point was Prometheus. You get Guy Pierce dressed up as an old man, and it just looked terrible. Yeah, that's true. And Jada Pinkett in The Matrix. And then, thing is, you never see Guy Pierce as a young man, I don't think. I was trying to no. figure out what's the point of getting a young man putting makeup on, and why you just get an old man? Well, wasn't it for the next film that he, they, he came in as the young man? They were planning ahead. They were building a, a, building a universe. Surely in Hollywood, you've got father and son actors, and you can go, Chad, let's, mm. let's cast Clint Eastwood as the old bloke, and let's get Scott Eastwood playing the younger self. Like people are like, ah, oh, I can see that. Hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. Not a lot of difference between them. You know what I wish people would stop doing is fucking de-aging with CGI. That shit should not be allowed. You've had yeah. your time as a youthful actor. Ugh, it never works. So how's the plot for the movie? People were complaining about this thing being three hours long. I didn't feel the three hours at all. It just flew by. Mm. It was amazing. Flies by. Again, well-made film. Yep. Well-made. Well-made. Um, so the critics obviously wrong on that one you there yeah I'm just trying not to talk over you because I get told oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> you're allowed to say something hey I'm just I'm just not trying to talk over you I'm just being polite <sighs> continue the critics what I found interesting you know the glowing lights like Michael Clark Duncan's healing people and he's like oh. grabbing the mouse and when he, when, when he healed the mouse there was like there was all the light coming out of there and then the lights exploded around him oh. um, there was all the lights happening in the house when he healed the lady um, James Cromwell's wife prison warden wife oh. when Michael Clark Duncan had his hands on Tom Hanks' balls, mm. his, his balls didn't light up. 
Well, he probably like just had tree. a rager, you know? All the light just probably, um, you know, engorged his man meat, and that was enough. And he was wearing black pants. Let's cover it up. Uh, plot, apparently Michael Clark, Cl- Michael Clark Duncan felt very uncomfortable about putting his hand on Tom Hanks's todger. And, well, and Tom Hanks... Look, mm. I was going to say, even, even a man like uh, Clark Duncan, you know, you think he's a big, burly uh, man. To just know that Tom Hanks' dick is bigger than yours because Tom Hanks is perfect, it'd be soul-destroying. So, of course, you'd be worried about grabbing it. Tom Hanks's dick is bigger than Michael Clark Duncan's. Ah, I guarantee it. That's why they named that film Big. Tom Hanks was in it. Yeah. This is about his dick. Ah. Mm. Well, apparently Tom Hanks had to go out of the room and then he put a empty water bottle down his pants and then they did the scene and, the, and, my, and Michael Clark Duncan oh. felt better about it. So I don't know. Oh, there you go. From what I read, I don't know if the bottle was still in his pants when he did that so he wasn't actually touching his todger. Mm. Well, I'd say, you know, Hollywood probably doesn't, probably frowns upon cock grabbing on screen in general. I mean, occasionally there's films where you get that sort of stuff going down. But yeah, I think it'd be frowned upon, just grabbing cocks willy-nilly. On screen, but not off screen. Off screen. Wow, that, that's true. Off screen, all bets are off. Yeah, yeah, all bets are off. Yeah. Uh, but so, do you remember? Do you remember seeing this film back in the day? I think I saw it on DVD. Hmm. So it wasn't a cinema experience. Oh no, I saw it in the cinema. Yeah, I did. I did. Hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Hmm. I mean, I any I'm a massive Stephen King fan, so any Stephen King property that comes out, I'm going to read the thing generally first, and then I'm going to go and see the film and. Ah, it's that 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 old horseshit where the film's always better than worse than the book. Let me get that right. The book's always better than the film. But in the case of this and Shawshank, I reckon they're on they're on par. You know, like Green Mile was put out as a little little short, just chapter books. He was putting them out like maybe it was one chapter or a couple of chapters at a time, and you had to wait, you know, for the next book the next episode to be released say oh, okay what's going on in the green mile i didn't read it that way I, it was all done and dusted and they put out like the you know the full here's the whole thing and i read that and it was an amazing book so when the film was announced i was like oh yeah i'm gonna go check it out it's not gonna be as good but now it, they had everything almost bang on i couldn't think of anything from the book that was left out of the film it was yeah they smashed it out of the park yeah I, yeah, I read it. It was a novella, and apparently mm. it was released in bits because Stephen King was um, uh, he was getting sick and tired of uh, people skipping to the end of his books and reading the last chapter and not enjoying oh, yeah. the whole book, and so he released it in serial format. And I bought it. I read it. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Um, Hmm. But I enjoyed the movie more because you get the same thing in one sitting. Um, yeah, true. 
and it's all really well done. Yeah, I don't remember there being any differences from uh, the book and the film. Uh, I think there was a little something to do with the mouse, but I can't remember the way the mouse ended up. Um, I think he goes up and finds the mouse dead in the book, in the cabin in the woods when he's an old man. And in the film, it's ambiguous, you know, like it just shows the... um, Fuck, what was the mouse's name? Master Jangles. Mr. Jangles. <laughs> Mr. Jangles. Um, he's in the, the little box, but he's, you know, he's breathing, so it doesn't show him die. I think that's the, that's the only difference I can remember. No, I could be wrong. If I am wrong, send me a sternly worded email. Mm. Mm. It's, um, it's slightly sinister how uh, coffee holds in the illness from the lady yeah and then puts it into percy and then it makes percy murder wild bill wild bill like that coffee he was it was kind of made me wonder if he was pretending to be retarded you know what was it well he was a simple man what's the nice word for that yeah but he's still it's not his place to kill another man that's technically what he did you know, it's like he was all innocent until that point in the film. And I think it kind of, it doesn't redeem him as well as they wanted it to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the the whole, the big bad of the film is Wild Bill. But I would have, I would have been more satisfied by him getting the chair than, uh, you know, doing that. Well, I guess coffee. they... They saved the chair for John Coffey to be the big climax of the film. Yeah, but that's, you know, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> I get it. He's got to get electrocuted as well, but I didn't see why he... They, they essentially made him a killer, you know? Sure, Wild Bill's bad dude, but, you know. Well, Wild Bill is going to get executed anyway, but the point of it was Percy kills Wild Bill, and now Percy is going to go to jail. He's getting yeah, persecuted, so, so uh, John punishing Coffey's him for fuck- the things he did. Yeah, I don't know. Like Percy, again, was a dickhead, but he was just man. That was so well cast. I think Percy was perfect. You just fucking hate that guy from his first scene. Um, yeah. just a Weasley little fuck, and you just want to spit on him. And he kills the mouse. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, I thought again. I thought it was a bit of a harsh, uh, end for his character. You know, it's, I get like he was. I think in the book yeah, he was a bit younger and shit. Um, so you yeah, think, okay, well, he's, just made, he's just made some dumb mistakes. He's trying to be cool or, you know, he's, he's not liked on the miles. So he's just, you know, he's frustrated and doing shit. And then he's in a goddamn, his brain's gone. It's in a mental hospital. The actor um, faked his age to get the role. Hmm. It's amazing. I've never seen him again. I don't think I've ever noticed him again. Um, but he was, you know, like I say, an excellent actor. Played the role yeah. extremely well. Um, right. But Percy was evil. Like, he, you know, he, he didn't wet that sponge. And the way he killed that Indian guy. Whoa. Like the love. Yeah, yeah but, it, you know, it just seems like he's the, you know, he's always too young to understand what he's doing and he just wants to see what happens. You know, I think that's the way I look at it. He's not a complete, he's not a complete evil person. I think uh, not beyond redemption, you know, 
Uh... Meh. You can disagree. That's fine. Yeah, but would you? You'd not wet the sponge, though. You would never do that in a million years. No, but could you imagine, like, um, you know, a 17, 18-year-old kid wanting, I don't know, just wanting to see what happens or wanting to impress somebody or feeling pissed off at the, you know, the situation he was in? You know? Anyway, I don't want to defend the cunt. He was a, he was a cunt straight through and through, but I don't think he was a, a, an unredeemable character. Like Wild Bill was. Yeah. Hey, what kind of message do you take from this film? Yeah, it's that's what I mean. Like that, the last, the last third, it's kind of confusing. At least it was for me with John Coffey's, um, well, central, you know, murdered one guy and mentally maimed another. I thought he was a good but guy. He was healing people. He wanted to die. Hmm. But he was yeah, going Hanks, anyway. Yeah, Tom F- Hanks felt bad about pulling the switch and executing him, and he said, no, it will be a kindness because... Hmm. Um, Coffee's character was going through the world, um, pulling in all the feelings and thoughts of the people around him, and he was feeling mm. the pain of everyone all the time. Mm. And he wanted his suffering to end from that pain. Yeah. And I kind of get the message of the film is life is pain, life is agony. Um, <laughs> is it though? Well, no. he, he was he was tired of the backstabbing and how horrible people treat each other, like Percy and Wild Bill, all that suffering. And he was around more bad people than good people all his life, and he was absorbing all that energy, and he just wanted his life to end. Hmm. And the interesting thing to me is when you get to the end of the movie and the mouse is still alive after this time, it got healed by John Coffey and then what we're... Uh, 70 years in the future the mouse is still alive Hmm. and Tom Hanks is telling the old lady I'm going to outlive you I outlived my wife my child I'm going to outlive you and then you see him at the funeral of that woman Hmm. and he's saying his punishment for killing coffee was that he has to live and endure the suffering of life it's pretty bleak hmm yeah, I guess that's that. That's one way to look at it. It makes sense, and I that hadn't occurred to me. I didn't get like life is pain out of the Green Mile. Like I got like, you know, there was definitely uh, joy shown as well as pain. You know, John Coffey had his, you know, he was the guy that was listening to all the pain and trying to take it back. I got take it back, boss. Um, but like Hanks, it showed him super happy with his wife, and it showed the the warden super happy when his wife was healed. Um, you know, I think there was there was goodness in it as well as mm-hmm. suffering and pain. Mm. But it's, it was. it's almost I felt like most of it. I I, I don't want I'm like the term on my tongue is feel good. Like when I think of the Green Mile, I watch it and I feel good. 
but a large chunk of that is from the vibe of like it's set in the what early 40s i guess and that whole era uh, again just through pop culture and movies and and music i find that super relaxing and calming and i love any film where there's a character sitting there with his um you know his braces holding his pants up at the kitchen table and there's an old gramophone playing like i don't know jazz music from or you know just the music from back then i find that so calming and so relaxing so like yeah green mile shawshank any other movie with that kind of era as its backdrop oh, i love it it's great mm. but you're a hipster <laughs> Yeah, I got fucking flat caps and a beard, mate. Got a fucking boutique breweries. Yeah, you were born in the wrong decade. You should have been born, born in the depression where you could have been happy. Yeah, and then I could have, could have fought in the war and shit. Could have got the that's plague. Right. Yeah, I guess uh, that's, that's, that's an odd thing to point out. They're right. If I was born in the wrong decade, like I enjoy listening and and dressing in that oh, I don't really dress in that style no that's wrong but like as I said when I'm stressed out if I put on that you know a 1930s or 40s playlist completely calms me down but fuck that fuck living back in a time when there you know there's a world war going and as you say depression a pretty miserable time for sure maybe that's maybe that's the feel good takeaway is your life is is better than the 40s Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I think it's just saying there's a lot of pricks in the world. <laughs> That's a hundred percent. You're true. listening to two of them. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. And then, yeah, it is. It's just fine. It is quite a bleak film mm. when you think about what. Well, Stephen about. King's not known for being upbeat and happy, is he? The answer is no. I think it's it'd be probably pretty happy when he was on acid and cocaine and I mean the man himself, sure. But his his work, (laughs) no, his work's not known as being upbeat and happy. I'm sure he has a few, you know, little short stories thrown in there and maybe happy moments in his books. But for the most part, it's it's horror and and fear and mixed with nostalgia yeah but then it's I, don't know, I think it's like when we're talking about white zombie you found that negative i find it a positive outlet mm. like mm. horror and stuff doesn't depress me it's i find it fascinating i find it um i guess things some people would call dark natured i find a lot of fun <laughs> Mm. It's kind of like easy listening music makes me tense. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kenny G. Yeah, like that kind of stuff doesn't uh, gets my gets my gets on my nerves, but I get mm. relaxed to White Zombie. Yeah. Um. So we talked about the themes. What would you double feature this one? You gonna pair it up for people? Yeah, two easy. great movies in one night. Fucking Shawshank all day long. Yeah, that's such an a lot obvious of, choice. 
You can, oh, absolutely. Well, that's what this is about. Slap, slap with something that's going to work. And you could almost pretend. Now, here's the thing. It's not. Or well, maybe it is. Don't remember. You could pretend that the green mile is the is in Shawshank. You know, it's it's the execution wing of Shawshank. I hope it, it isn't actually. Is it? It's not, is it? They're different places. Uh, Stephen King's got a connected universe where everything kind of lines up, doesn't he? Like everything's he in Maine and everything's there. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, sure. It's kind of a weird thing that um, Frank Darabont directed and wrote the screenplay for both Shawshank and Green Mile, both written originally as novels by Stephen King, both set in a prison. Yeah. Darabont actually owns a bunch of rights to Stephen King stories because Stephen King sells them all for a dollar. Can you believe that shit? All his, all the film rights to his books. It's first in, first serve for a buck. And uh, Darabont has a bunch. And he's got one, uh, actually several, that I'd really love to see as a film, but he's just sitting on them. What a prick. What's he got? The Long Walk is the one more than any other King work, though this was put out under his other name, um, Richard Bachman. The Long Walk, it's oh yeah, hard to describe. It's like a, um, not reality TV, but reality TV before reality TV. Bunch of kids, 100 kids have to walk at four miles an hour for as long as they can until there's only one left. As soon as you drop below um, four miles an hour, they shoot you. <laughs> that plot sounds familiar. The speed. To speed? If the drip, if the, the bus Keanu goes Reeves? slower than 55, then the bomb goes off. you blow it up. Well, I guess there's speed involved and things going slow and death, but other than that, I think the connection's pretty loose. I'll give pretty it to similar. you. If you're a reader, it's a fantastic read. Ah, oh, R2's in the room again. Uh, double feature. I'm going to pair this with Big Stan. Rob Schneider. Big Stan. That that film has the highest count of gay rape jokes of any film, I think. Isn't that its claim to fame? Probably. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> gay rape's so funny. Uh, there's that bit where he gets a tattoo on his bottom of a like a devil's face or something demon face so people rape him <laughs> they're gonna look at that <laughs> i'm gonna have to revisit i can't remember it at all underrated around, classic uh david carradine before he died ah uh, that's it jerking off mm-hmm. in the cupboard mm-hmm. all right hang on I'll, I'll hang himself with the shoelace future episode i think that'll be Did a du- yeah, one to pick you up yep yeah. yeah, he was doing that autoerotic asphyxiation. Do you reckon that's what Bob Saget did? They said they just found him unresponsive in a hotel room after show. Sounds like textbook cupboard hanging. Uh, I'd say there's not a lot of details, but then they said there's no suspects and they said there was no drugs. Mm, yeah, no, not suspecting foul play and no drugs. So that to me says autoerotic asphyxiation. But hey, maybe you just had a heart attack. We love you, Bob. R.I.P. How it was? How sixty four or 
Yeah, in that ballpark, 65, something like that. That's the demographic for everything stopping. Can't say I know him for his comedy, but I know him from Full House, and that's about it. Mm. Hey, he was our television dad, one of many. This is not a tribute episode, so... um, Would you watch and recommend The Green Mile to your friends? Yeah. Well, this is a classic, isn't it? We're not kidding anyone. Everybody knows. No. Classic. Pretty much everyone's seen it, haven't they? Um. Well, it's banging around outside my place. Uh, yeah. It's it is a classic. Absolutely. And it's got T. Hanks in it. Got Hanks. Michael Clark Duncan dead now. He died quite a few years ago. That's pretty sad. He was he was on a lot of good things. What else was he in? Uh, Talladega Nights. Um, oh, yeah. He was. He was in... Um, he, was, he played Kingpin in like, Sin City and stuff, didn't he? Oh, was that in Daredevil? Daredevil? Daredevil, yeah. Uh, mm. uh, wasn't he in Sin City as Daredevil? Uh, Kingpin there too? Oh, God, I don't know, man. Sin City I watched once and never watched again. I <laughs> I looked at his bio. He played a gorilla in Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. <laughs> you know how like yeah, people yeah. yell monkey at sports matches and people get very upset about the racism thing? <laughs> yeah, I just see him dressed yes, up as a I monkey. I don't think Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes did very well for many reasons and that may have been one of them. Yeah. But can't a guy play a gorilla if he wants to? <laughs> uh, no, they need to hire gorillas to do that now, otherwise you offend the... Um... <laughs> You're putting a gorilla out of work. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. God, oh, forbid world we an able-bodied, God forbid an able-bodied person wants to play someone in a wheelchair. I'm looking at you, oh, yeah. Brian Cranston. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. No siree. Uh, so, oh, what are we left on here? IMDb gives this an 8.6. Uh, we got a, Someone gave it a 10, called it overwhelming. Uh, someone called it a 9. Supernatural prison drama is a feather in the cap for all involved. Uh, someone said six. Tom Hanks in another overrated, overblown film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and someone, someone said four. Yawn. <laughs> ah. God, is it really that long? Like, I just didn't feel the three hours at all. Nah. It's, I mean, I'm trying to think where it slows down. Yeah, if there's anywhere in there from when you start all the way through. And really, it's like... Yeah, it's just banger all the way yeah. through. Like again, the old the old people at the front and the end, you're like, oh, this is a bit. Eh, you could you could chop that off and still have a film, I reckon. Um, you know, maybe end it after they, you know, coffee's done and they sort of go show a little bit of them going back to their lives and leave it at that. But yeah, just well paced, well acted. Each scene has a purpose. Maybe the 
Yeah, I know it's needed though. Maybe going, you know, going and healing the the warden's wife always feels a little weird. Yeah, but that's only because they're going out of the, you know, it it goes out of the, off the mile, out of the prison. Um, yeah, they snuck out of prison pretty easy. Um, yeah, ask ah, the forties. Okay, there's a there's a few things like you know they made the character John Coffey a simple man, mm. but even then they've got him laying by a rock, rock uh, a log, with two D girls in his arms, covered in their blood. Screaming, I couldn't take it back. Mm. <laughs> you think he could have, even a simple person would be able to say something a little bit clearer than. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean that's in that, just basically in that moment, saying, you know, I did it. No, but that was as distraught as he'd be. You know, he was insanely upset, so he wouldn't be in his right mind even for a simpleton. And he was saying, you know, I couldn't take it back because that was what he was trying to do, he was trying to take back their, you know, the death like mm. he did with Mr. Jangles. Um, and so that's what he was yelling and, and all his pain and anguish was like, ah, I couldn't take it back. Fuck it. Why couldn't I take it back? So he wasn't even aware that people were pointing guns at him, I don't think, you know? Mm. I think he would have been aware enough that there's a crowd of white folks standing around him with shotguns <laughs> and he's got two dead girls in his arms and he's yelling, I couldn't take it back. Oops, that sound bad. Oh, damn. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, oh, man. No. Um, so, Cats Meows, well, what are you going to rate this out of? Uh, oh, don't, don't say dead white girls, Dan. <laughs> I was about to say, sneak into the playhouse. <laughs> And the possible team girls. <laughs> this episode was going so clean until then. Um, let's. How many. Um, how many bladder infections? No. Poor old Tom Hanks. Poor old T Hanks. I'll just go with Cat's Meows because it's simple, mate. This is an easy 9 out of 10. Simple. It's not the perfect film, but it's damn good. Uh, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Like, woo! I mean, what's it. wrong with it? <laughs> ah, the old man. I'm just, I'm taking it out for the old man. Uh, I think that ties into the themes of the movie. It ties it all up and makes it all work for me. I give it a ten. Yeah. Like, it's a super well told story. Champ. It is like a, a, ten, a, a ten. I'd watch every year. You know, like a ten's got to be a movie that you, it's on high repeat for you. So that's why I'm just, you know, it's a film I'd watch every, you know, maybe every five years, I guess. Four or five years, I'd chuck on the Green Mile and love it. Don't get me wrong. Nine. I give it a ten for flawless. Flawless. Can't find anything. Yeah. Great stuff. Genius. Great entertainment right. for everyone involved. Boom. I think we've done it. We did it. Another one for Tom Hanks. We love you, Tom.